And so as believers, we have to be mindful of this. We have to be mindful of the attacks of the enemy because the Bible says, be vigilant for the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. Welcome to the Yavi Rise podcast. We are now on episode three. I'm very proud to say that the podcast is up and running and it's off to a very, very strong start. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. But today with episode three, I bring you test everyone around you. And this is probably the third thing that most believers They need to be mindful of the people who are around them because when we're in the world, we don't quite realize we're not aware. We're not aware of some of the demons and other people. And because we're not unaware, the devil doesn't see us as a threat. But then again, the devil knows who you are, even if you don't. And so they may intentionally be trying to keep you down, but you just might not be aware of it. So. As I take you through the steps of hitting the reset button and crossing your river, like I did in episode one and two, I want to help you learn discernment. I want to help you use the spirit to help you learn the discernment and test the spirits of those around you because not everyone is who they say they are, but going into it. So the episode is called test everyone around you. And I'm going to be reading from first John chapter four, verse one. But before I do, let me pray. Lord Jesus, in your mighty, holy name, allow your spirit, Father God, in your mighty, holy name, allow your power, allow your spirit to come through me and let your will be done through this episode on this podcast. Give me the words I need to speak and impart on your people with your spirit. I need to impart on your people. Have me see as you see. Allow me to hear your words so vividly and clearly so that your people may be blessed and your people may receive the daily bread through this podcast in your mighty and holy name. Amen. So going into it, first John chapter four, verse one, beloved, it says, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Father God, in your mighty, holy name, I pray that this word penetrates the souls of the many, many listeners who will dive in today. I plead the blood of Jesus over this microphone. I plead the blood of Jesus over my listeners. I plead the blood of Jesus in this seed that will be sown today. Allow your will to be done through all of us. In your mighty and holy name, I pray. Amen. And so going into it, here we go. Test everyone around you. So one of the things that the devil hates is a saved soul. And those are the people he tries to go after the hardest. Why? Because they're fresh and they're new into the kingdom. And chances are their knowledge is also new. Their knowledge is also fresh and obviously underdeveloped. And so they're babes in Christ and don't quite understand that a believer's walk is not without trial and tribulation. What did Jesus say in John 16, These things I have spoken to you that in me, 
you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. But nonetheless, Satan, he always looks for any and every weakness he can exploit in a believer. What does it say in 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 through 13? Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings. That when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. And so, children of Yah, if you're a new believer, the fact that you may be going through some trials is a huge plus because it means that the devil values you enough to see you as a threat to his kingdom. And you are much closer to having your identity in Christ revealed, regardless of how long that process takes, whether if it's a day or two, a week or two, a month or two, a year or two, or even a decade or two. It took me 10 years to get to this point. And not only that, like it says in Romans chapter five, verse three through five, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance, character and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And so, children of Yah, in your perseverance, one of the ways that the devil will come at you is through his crew. Who am I referring to? The unclean spirits who manifest in the form of the unsaved, the lost souls and people you pass by every single day. And some of these people are, are your best friends. Some of them are your partners, significant others, husbands, wives, boyfriend, girlfriend, your coworkers, or even just mere acquaintances. The way I kind of see it, those of you who have seen The Matrix, you know, when Neo is unaware of the truth, going back to the very beginning, when Neo is unaware of the truth, he doesn't see the agents. But the more he becomes aware of the truth, he realizes that everyone around him is an agent out to get him. And what does the word of God say? And no wonder for Satan transforms himself into an angel of light. And so, we can take that same concept and we can see it in the Matrix movie. The grandma with the grocery bag, all of a sudden she turns into an agent and now she wants to kill Neo. And so it is in this world. There are people around you unaware that they are in the dominion of Satan. And there are people around you. Some of them know. Some of them there's something in them that does not want you to rise above where they're at. And that is the result of a demonic affliction. That is the soul that Satan absolutely loves to infiltrate and wreak havoc. I mean, speaking on my own adolescence and childhood, going through it, I was persecuted from any and every which way? I was persecuted by my mother. I was persecuted by my father, by my so-called friends, by co-workers. And now that I know the truth is that all of these people, they all 
had a demonic affliction. There was something, there was a force controlling them, telling them, hey, listen, do not let this young man, this vessel of Christ, know who he is. Keep him down, make fun of him, belittle him, bully him, tease him, reject him. And so as children of Yah, we have to be aware of this by testing the spirits around us. And so some of these people are people you know, some of these people are people you don't know. And what does the scripture say about how to handle such people? Let's look at 2 John chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. Whoever transgressions, transgresses, excuse me, and does not abide, in the doctrine of Christ, does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house, nor greet him. For he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. A while back, I was selling phones in New York City going into a little bit of my background. And I remember this one particular day, this one man who wanted to introduce himself to me out of the blue. I knew he had some kind of demonic affliction, but he said, Hey, what up, man? And then it was as simple as a fist pump. And then he gave me the fist pump. And all of a sudden I started to feel so much of an attack and before I knew it, I was completely overtaken. And then I had to go through deliverance. And I had to plead the blood of Jesus over my body and my soul and my mind. And I had to cast the demons out. And I had to break out the oil, frankincense and myrrh, because it says in Isaiah ten forty seven, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his no yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. So the anointing oil for you new believers, the frankincense and myrrh, it breaks and destroys the yokes. It breaks and destroys attacks and it grants you a veil of protection. People say it's not the oil, but the prayer in the oil. Yes, this is true because Whenever you buy, you know, oil, anointing oil, you can't just start using it right away. You have to pray to God and ask him to pour the Holy Spirit into the oil so that the oil can have the power to destroy the yoke as you go into prayer. And so this is what I did after I ended my day in the city. I went back in my car and I spent 20 to 30 minutes going through deliverance, casting out the demons after which I was extremely, extremely tired. So that was one rule that I broke. I greeted the man who was very demonic. And I was just baited into it. You know, it's just, it was just something that um, I wasn't completely, I don't know, it, it happened so fast and it, as believers, we go through that. You know, sometimes we don't have 
the complete awareness and presence of mind to say, nope, nope, nope. I mean, if someone naturally says hello or reaches out to shake your hand, you know, the natural reaction to that is you're going to reach out and grab their hand and shake it. And the enemy knows that the enemy knows how, you know, he always takes advantage of moments like that in a believer's walk, because how unnatural is it to say, no, 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 I don't want to shake your hand. I don't shake hands. I mean, you can say that for some people. Yeah, I don't do handshakes. You know, you can make an excuse in that moment. But, you know, nonetheless, that was a vulnerable moment for me. And so. I had to cast the demons out and I had to renounce everything that happened in that interaction in Jesus name. And so as believers, we have to be mindful of this. We have to be mindful of the attacks of the enemy because the Bible says, be vigilant for the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. And so Getting back on topic, how do we know if such people are transgressors, transgressors, excuse me, who don't repent, who delight in wickedness? How do we know this? The simple answer is, children of Yah, that we test their spirits. What did Jesus say in Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 20? Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even though, even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. And just so you know, children of Yah, Jesus isn't talking about their good deeds. He's talking about what is in their hearts. What did he say in Matthew 12, 34? Brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so, children of Yah, I implore you to listen to how these strangers and friends and family speak to you? Do they cuss and speak death over their own situations, other people's situations and other people and you? Or do they speak life into everything they come across, including their own lives? Remember, Jesus asked them. He asked the unbelievers, the Pharisees. How can you, being evil, speak good things? If a person has bad intentions, if a person has an evil heart, there is no good in them. The love of the Father is not in them. And so you will know them by their fruits, Jesus tells us. And what exactly is the fruit of the Spirit? Galatians 5, to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. And a person of God, children of Yah, is without a shadow of a doubt going to have these fruits of the Spirit. 
And you might say, well, what if they are and they don't believe in God? Well, one of the fruits of the spirit is faithfulness for a reason. If they don't believe in God, what do they believe in? Is it another religion, a.k.a. Satan transforming himself into an angel of light to deceive the hearts of the simple? No, I don't believe in God. I'm going to choose something else, a religion that I can control. Why? Because God told me I couldn't fornicate. God told me I couldn't look at a woman with lustful intent. God told me I couldn't drink the alcohol. So what am I going to do? I'm going to create my own religion where I can control the rules and I can manipulate the rules as I see fit. And I'm going to be happy and comfortable in that religion. And that children of Yah is the religion of man. That children of Yah is Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam, Scientology, and the like. And all it is, children of Yah, is simply another form of idolatry. Because they stem a man away from God towards their own spiritually empty and dead belief system. And the religion of man, children of Yah, is something that man can easily control because it allows him to foolishly believe that he can escape condemnation and atonement, which is something that every believer is called to in order to receive the promises of God. What does it say in First Samuel, First Samuel 15, 23? For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He has also rejected you from being king. He was speaking to King Saul. Samuel was speaking to King Saul. Because King Saul was one of these men. King Saul was one of these men who made his own rules. He did whatever he wanted to do. He cared nothing for the Lord's commandment. He cared nothing for the Lord's ordinance. He was supposed to lead the people of Israel, but he chose not to because of his own religion. And every single religion that stems from the way, the truth, and the life, which is Christ Jesus, is religion of man, is idolatry. What does Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 through 21 say? Looking on, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand just as I also told you in time past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so, children of Yah, anything not of the spirit and of God is quite simply of the devil. And believing in nothing is most definitely of the devil for the atheists out there. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 24, no one can serve two masters, for he will either hate the one and love the other, 
or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Guys, I want to say this really, really quickly. You cannot be a Christian and be loved by the world. You cannot be a Christian and be accepted by worldly people. If you're a Christian and you're accepted by worldly people, your belief system is corrupted. Your soul is corrupted. What does it say in Galatians 5, 16 through 17? I say then, Paul says, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. You cannot follow Jesus and also follow Jack Daniels. You cannot be one with the spirit and also be one with sister from the club, brother from work. We're going to go on a date and then we're going to go home and we're going to fornicate and have no intention of marrying each other. And children of Yah, let me make this very, very clear. You cannot be in the spirit and have any part of the flesh. You cannot. You cannot simply do as you want to do. That is the religion of man. That is the religion of man. And so I encourage you, children of Yah, to pay attention to these things when you come across someone. Proverbs 4, 7 says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. We have to have a clear understanding of how these things work. And most true believers, they use the gift of discernment and wisdom, which is the Holy Spirit telling them about someone's soul. And they rely on that to determine who to meet, who not to meet, and whom to stay away from, and whom to minister to. If this person needs a prophetic word, if this person needs a word from God, if this person needs something to help lift their soul, the spirit will give you everything you need. James 5 says, if there's anyone of you without wisdom, let him ask God and without reproach, it will be given to them freely. Whatever it is you're unsure of, just ask God and he will tell you freely. You say, well, How do I get the gift of discernment? How do I get the wisdom? How do I get the knowledge? How do I get the understanding? Proverbs 3, 5, 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Acts 1, 8. But you shall receive power, Jesus says, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And children of Yah, you have to truly allow the Lord to be the center of your life in all of your ways, from brushing your teeth to eating your lunch. You say brushing your teeth? Yes, absolutely absolutely brushing your teeth because what if you don't and then you find out on the news that the toothpaste that you used was linked to gum cancer 
and you've been using it for the last six months. And then you start having aches and pains. I renounce that in Jesus' name because I do not want to speak death into any one of you. But this is the reason why we have to acknowledge the Lord in everything that we do. You must acknowledge his presence and holiness by being in relationship with him. And when you're in a relationship with him and you put him first, it's like what they say in marriage and romantic unions. You got to put the partner first. You got to show the partner that you value them. You got to put your loved ones before yourselves in order for the marriage or relationship to flourish. Why? Because in Revelation 2.23, Jesus said, And all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts, and I will give to each one of you according to your works. And when you're in a relationship with him, children of Yah, he loves this. And he sees your heart is conditioned toward him. And that allows him to communicate his instruction clearly to you. And so through this, children of Yah, you will receive the spirit and with it, the discernment and the wisdom regarding the people around you. Maybe the Holy Spirit reveals something about one particular person that you're talking to, but wisdom says, not yet. You can only get wisdom from one place, children of Yah, and that's from the most high God that we serve. You can't get wisdom from Hinduism. You can't get wisdom from Buddhism. You can't get wisdom from Islam. You can't get wisdom, uh, uh, wisdom from Scientology. Wisdom only comes from one place. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 to 23, the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So what is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying that the eyes are the windows to the soul. Do not be fooled by the faces around you who think that they could deceive people into thinking that they have it all together or they act tough. If they act tough, then they must be tough when all it really is is fear. And so, children of Yah, I encourage you, learn to ask the hard questions and test them as to whether or not they are truly walking with the Lord. Why? Because that is the hallmark of a true believer. A true believer loves to hear the truth, no matter how harsh it is. Why? Because the true believer knows that the truth not only sets them free, but also helps to ensure their safety in the Lord. What does Proverbs 12.1 say? Whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. Yes, it does say the word stupid. For those of you who don't know, this is Proverbs 12.1 of the New King James Version. John 8, verses 31 through 32. What did Jesus say? Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. First John five eighteen, We know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself 
and the wicked one does not touch him. And children of Yah, bad things happen to Christians who refuse to reject lies. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verses 11 through 12. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Reading towards the bottom of Romans chapter one, I'm only going to pick four, ver five verses. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. This is what the natural man, the carnal man, does in his own religion. He makes his own rules. He puts God in a box. Let me tell you, children of Yah, God cannot be put in a box. God is way too big for any of us. The word I've been seeing in recent times is people like to say the universe. The universe is going to bless you. The universe is going to give you financial abundance. The universe. Just keep being a good person. The universe the stars will align. Astrology, witchcraft. I renounce that in Jesus' name. And so God has no problem handing you over to the devil to be tormented if you're adamant in getting your own way. Romans chapter 1, reading on towards 28 and 32. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, Inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful. Who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. God has no problem. He has no problem handing you over if you're adamant on getting your own way. And we have to be mindful that this spirit of rebellion is present in the world, is present in the minds of worldly people. Very much present. Very much present. And that's why for some of us 
some of you out there, you're very, very loving. You're very, very trusting. You're very, very generous people. You have to treat every man a liar, the scripture says. With even me, don't just take what I'm saying for face value. Study for yourself. Study these things for yourself. Your pastor is not going to tell you that. If your pastor is teaching false doctrine, if your pastor is selfish, if your pastor has his own religion, he's not going to tell you that. He's not going to tell you that. You know, everybody wants to preach the kumbaya Jesus, but nobody wants to preach the Jesus who gave the demons swine to poison their souls. They don't want to preach Mark chapter 5, Jesus. If you have an unclean spirit, don't be surprised of certain things happening in your life. And I'm not speaking death over anyone who listened to this. I just want you guys to be mindful and be aware of just how cunning the devil is. The word of God says, count it not strange when you go through the fiery trial. Every single new believer goes through this trial. They go through the trial of being tested. That's when the devil comes at you the hardest because he knows a part of you is still straddling the fence. And so, he sends you attack after attack, making you think that you've made the wrong choice. Yeah, I don't know if this Christian thing is for me. I don't know if Jesus is for me because I'm getting all these attacks. I think he hates me. Maybe I should just stop. That's what the devil wants you to think. And know that the word of God says that your walk is not without trial and tribulation. Every single believer goes through the same temp temptation and suffering throughout the world. Count it as joy that you partake in the sufferings of Christ, the Bible says. And so, in Mark chapter 5, when the demon-possessed man came to Jesus and asked him for help, and I'm going to read verse 8 on Mark chapter 5. And Jesus said to him, come out of the man, unclean spirit. And then he asked the unclean spirit, what is your name? And then the unclean spirit answered, saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Notice that the demon had to beg Jesus the demon had to beg Jesus not to completely cast them out. That's something I never quite noticed before up until now. And Jesus said that he gave us the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. In the same way, we see legion being controlled by Jesus. This is the authority that you walk in, children of Yah. This is the authority that you have over the devil. The devil cannot just enter your soul. The devil needs permission. The devil needs an open door. The devil needs an open door to your souls to gain legal access. Imagine you have to 
if someone who's picking on you, they have to ask you, can I punch you in the face? Can I bully you today? Can I tease you today? Can I reject you today? Can I ostracize you today? This is what the devil has to do. As silly as it sounds, yeah, you say it, that sounds silly. But this is what the devil has to do. This is the authority that God gave us, children of Yah. Why? Because we are made in the image and likeness of God. Our temple, our bodies, our vessels are meant and literally built for the Holy Spirit. And so reading on, in Mark chapter 5, verse 11. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him, saying, send us to the swine that we may enter them. And at once, watch this, it says, and at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. For there were about 2,000 souls. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned into the sea. Children of Yah. Yes. If you have an unclean soul as harsh as this is, think of all the people who committed suicide who weren't of God. Think of all the people who committed suicide. They didn't believe in Christ. They didn't believe that Christ died for their sins. And we just read several passages that says that God has clearly no problem handing you over to the devil should you believe in the lie and delight in unrighteousness. It pains me to say that there are people who are committing suicide with these demons. And these demons, once the vessel dies, the demons don't die with them. The demons flee the vessel and then they find somebody else saying, oh, there go another one. Let's go get him. There go another one. Let's go get her. This one believe in astrology. Let's go get them. This one's a Hindu. Let's go get them. I saw a billboard the other day. You know what it said? It said Islamic relief. And the first thought that crept into my mind was, I guess Allah isn't helping them. I guess Allah isn't helping them. But if they had submitted to the Most High God, if they had submitted to Jesus, if they had given their lives to Jesus, if the Muslims had given their lives to Jesus and they repented of the spirit of idolatry, the spirit of religion, they repented and destroyed their idols. That relief would have been relieved. That relief would have came much sooner rather than later. And so, children of Yah, I want you to be mindful of these things. I want you to be mindful of the people you come across. You may say, yeah, but they're good people. I've been friends with this person for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. Yeah, but if they aren't of God, what does the word of God say? Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what righteousness has fellowship with lawlessness and what light has communion with darkness? Corinthians says, do not be deceived. 
for bad company corrupts good morals. It's the truth. And we cannot hold on to these things and still be part of Christ. Christ told us we have to take up our crosses daily. We have to take up our crosses, crucify our flesh, and deny ourselves and follow him. We have to die to our old ways. We have to. Otherwise, we cannot receive the things of the Spirit. And so we have to give up all these things. And here's the bright side of this. When you give your life to Christ, he always sends you more and more and more in the form of blessings, in the form of people in your lives who are going to help you give the blessings. He's always going to send you more and more and more, children of Yah. Never forget that. So never look back in the past. For all you know, you may not even leave these people behind. You may be the very, very vessel full of the spirit who turns them around. You never know. But your whole life has to be a testimony of change. Your whole life has to speak Jesus all over it, all over it. The Bible says be blameless. The Bible says be made perfect in love. Be mindful of the people you're around. If you're not quite willing to give up the partying, you can't be born again, truly. Because if you're born again, the faith in you is going to produce the real works of the kingdom. And if you're still engaging in the world, you can't do what God has called you to do. And even though God already knows some of the things that we do that are against him before we do, we have to have a mind and heart towards him. And we have to be watchful of the people around us. We have to pray about the people around us. God, should I be around this person? God, should I date this person? God, should I marry this person? And we have to listen very, very clearly to what the Spirit tells us. Sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no, but we have to be very, very careful. And whatever God tells us, that is his will. There was a time when I was in a relationship and... God was telling me over and over, you need to leave this person. This person is not for you. And what did I do with my own stubbornness? No, 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 no. I'm going to make it work with this person. This person's the one. I love this person so much. I'm going to make it work with them. And then what ended up happening? They ended up breaking up with me and I ended up spending years trying to recover from the relationship. Why? Because it was never a relationship that God approved of and I never tested their spirit. And I didn't know any better at the time. And it's okay if some of you don't know any better. It's truly okay because I'm telling you now. I'm telling you the truth now. That's why I do what I do. Not everyone who says that they believe in God has the spirit. 
You can't just listen to a person that says, I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. Okay, well, where's the fruit? I'm not talking about the good deeds that you do out into the world. What is the fruit in your soul? If I look in your eyes and you say you believe in God, you say you believe in Jesus, then why do I still see darkness? Jesus said we are the light of the world. I should not be seeing darkness. Yeah, sure, every once in a while you get down and out. That's not what I'm talking about, though. What I'm talking about is, are you truly who you say you are? And so, children of Yah, be mindful of this. Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are of God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Not everyone is who they say they are. And the ones who are who they say they are, God will tell you, stay close to this person. Stay near and dear to this person. This person is one of my very own. This person is doing my will. I can feel the spirit moving in this person. I can feel the fruits. I can almost smell their fruits. I can see the light in their eyes. Be mindful of this, children of Yah. And be careful and be vigilant. The enemy always watches. God always watches. And if you have received this word, God knows the choices that you are going to make. And if those choices are directed towards the kingdom, you will see the promised land. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this live. Go so in Jesus' name. Go in Jesus' name. God bless you all. And catch you next time. Thank you.